0: the plumbing marketing profits podcast
1: interviews with million dollar plus plumbing and hvac business owners
0: on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing trucks running and businesses booming with your host josh nelson All right. Well, hey. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to be interviewing Richard Sod from Nick's Plumbing. They're a full service plumbing company based in in the Houston market. Nick, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, I, the way I like to start these interviews, if you don't mind, just kind of give us a high level background, kind of where your company's at, how many trucks, uh, how much revenue, you know, some of that type of information.
1: Sure. Absolutely. We are currently at 16 trucks, but we're not running all of those. We're running 14. Okay. Uh, Houston's been a tough market, and I've got two trucks ready to be filled. So if you're ready to come, I've got a truck for you. And so uh, a little bit challenging these days in the Houston market.
0: Finding good techs and and keeping those trucks full with, with good guys, right?
1: Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. And, and the real challenge, too, is I, I'm a big training company. I still believe in training. A lot of these companies in Houston have gotten away from training, mm. uh, but I am a firm believer in it. But the challenge that I've been dealing with the past 10 years is I get them trained up to where they're able to take the keys to that vehicle. And then someone comes in and offers them just a tad bit more and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the real challenge and that's why most of these companies in houston have quit training Uh, it's happening all over the place here and then you try to keep them and and the only way you keep them is you just start getting in a money battle which is a losing battle anyway so it's kind of like josh if if you had a company over there and you're an x amount that you've taken my guy for and then i'm trying to keep him and okay well what's it going to take to keep you well the, it starts becoming just a, a game at that point. It's just a losing game, and then all of a sudden, you're overpaying for something that um, you're not going to get the results from. Right.
0: It, so it sounds like you're I, still you're still making those investments and in building those guys from the ground up, knowing some percentage of them are going to wind up getting kind of uh, taken by the competition.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: That I mean, that's a good it's a uh, good way.
1: I've got four right now in training, and two of them are going to be coming out of training. I, they probably have about another 12 months, um, but, you know, I'm kind of gearing myself up of what I'm going to do different this time to where I'm not going to lose these guys. Yeah. The, the issue is, is when they go to these continuing ed classes, you know, guys are in there. They start bending their ears hey, you need to come over here. This is a great place to work. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, well, Nick's hasn't taken care of me for four years. But they're failing to remember they've been in training for four years. Right. But that all goes out the window.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear in the comments, for those of you that are joining us live or listening to this after the fact, you know, if if this is something you've dealt with in your plumbing or HVAC business, what are you doing to put an iron fence around those techs to make sure that you don't plant the seeds and wind up seeing them go uh, somewhere else? And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this as we go, uh, Richard. So uh, so 16 Trucks, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Like what was your background? How did you get into this business in the first place?
1: That's a very interesting story. Good. By trade, I was not in plumbing. Okay. I'm actually a financial technical guy. All right and uh, i started off i graduated i've got an undergrad degree in finance and i've got two minors economics and accounting and i started off in finance uh on a side that i absolutely did not like i wanted to be like a merger acquisition guy or a bond guy and i graduated in the worst bond market in 75 years so that wasn't going to happen uh, i went from there and, and then i did software for three years And uh, that was in the late nineties. And that was the whole ride of the tech industry was that late nineties. And I got very lucky. Uh, I got hired on with a company that we ended up going public. So I got to ride a a pretty good wave in the late nineties. Nice. Um, Everything started to change then around that 99, uh, we got bought and comp plans started to change territories were changing and once companies start taking you from one territory to the next in that industry and i would blanket this statement to any industry that you're in a territory If they start moving your territories and ripping you out of territories very hard to make money Mm -hmm. and it was a company out of california that bought us and um we were basically a parasite off of microsoft Mm. so it, it was a great products Um, But they made it where you just weren't going to make money anymore. And then finally, I was senior level by this point, and they started taking me to different territories, and that was just kind of the end of that ride. And uh, I had enough money saved up, and I decided I was almost 30 at that time. I decided, you know, I've never had a break. All I've done is work. I'm going to take six months off. And this guy who owned an AC plumbing company in Houston, uh, I've been around him for years. Didn't really know him well, but he heard that I am now unemployed, and he had not really made any money, and asked me to come down there and look at his books uh, from a financial standpoint, and and make some suggestions. Well, uh, but then he couldn't afford to pay me, and I'm starting to think, well, I don't have anything else to do, so that'll occupy my time a little bit until I'm ready to go find another software career, right? Yeah. So. I go down there, and the third day I was there, I knew exactly what was wrong with his company. I start making changes, start making recommendations on okay, from a financial standpoint, here's what you need to do. Business standpoint, here's what you need to do. Start helping him work through those issues. And when I was down there, this company called Next Plumbing. About three or four weeks while I was there, he uh, told me about this company called Next Plumbing. The owner was at retirement age. And um, why don't you buy that? Let's merge in together. (laughs) Huh, okay, that's an idea. And I start looking at this plumbing company and I start looking at HVAC and I'm like, wow, HVAC is completely different, runs completely different. Plumbing is a great, honest business. Um, And I did all my due diligence on it and decided to go for it and i i bought the company about two weeks prior to buying the company though i figured out that this other guy was just going to use me and it was not going to turn out to be in my best interest to merge so i decided to go at it alone
0: Hmm. so you're like all right uh, take the information and run on your own huh nice
1: I, i went on my own not knowing anything about plumbing and I was pretty naive at that point. You know, you're at 30, you're still not very smart, right? It doesn't matter what you've done, you're just not smart. And I miscalculated a bunch of things. And, and what I miscalculated was, you and I are behind the desk at this point right now, and, and I could kind of manage working from that standpoint. Well, that absolutely didn't work. I, I lost 100% of all my money, and it only took about a year and a half. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, it was bad. Um, it, it created a lot of damage and, and mm. heartache and perseverance is what it created. Um, and I had dad co-signed on on notes mm. to buy this company, so there was zero option of failure. Mm. I just had to, to to grind through it. And by year three, I had I had. I'm gonna back up a little bit because what I figured out after the first 12 months was if I don't learn plumbing from the ground up, if I can't do everything myself, I'm always gonna be stolen from, hmm. I'm not gonna make it, and it's gonna equal failure all the way around. So I actually threw myself on a truck and started off on the shovel. Wow. And and worked from, work from the ground up. Hmm. And uh, so there's nothing today that I don't know how to do or what to do unless you're talking about of course industrial or something like that but from a residential standpoint or a commercial standpoint there's you know it's there's nothing that i don't know pretty much on what to do um but that third year it finally just snapped and my brain just kind of snapped and it went off and and that's where the ride really started to take off was that year three and I worked myself out of all those issues that got created um, and just never looked back from year three and it's been going forward ever since.
0: What a, that that is an interesting story. Not usually the path, right? A finance guy, publicly traded organization, and then shifts into buying a plumbing company. So uh, very, very interesting. How, how much was the company doing when you bought it? Uh, you, I think you said back in 1990 and what's it, what's it doing these days?
1: It was two thousand. Bought it in the first okay. part of two thousand. So if I said ninety, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I meant might have to been... say two thousand. Um, it was. It, it's kind of interesting because this guy was a two man truck company, mm. and as you're aware of, most of these one man or two man truck companies don't really have accurate books. So from a um, acquisition standpoint I got it very inexpensive okay so that's kind of a loaded question because it was really hard to say what kind of revenue that he was doing right cash um, transactions a and lot of that, like that was not on the books right right so I did take a chance i I, I did take a risk and it ended up coming it, it was his his numbers that he uh, was telling me at that time were accurate or fairly accurate um, but now what he was taking home in income was, uh, uh, a lot different. So, but the multiples that I was able to buy the company for were a lot different too. Hmm. But in saying that, I was very fortunate that I did get it for what I got it for, because I did have fraud. I did have some things happen to me at the get go that created another heartache. And, um, I didn't really realize this, you know, my, your viewers have seen my last name and. You know, my family heritage is Lebanese. Mm. Uh, well, this guy was a Greek. Well, I didn't really realize that a lot of his clientele were Greek and they only do business with the Greeks. Oh. So I lost about 40% of the clientele from day one. Wow. They would not do business with me. They only want to do business with Greeks. Hmm. Kind of interesting, isn't it? That
0: is, that is interesting. So
1: if I had paid full value and all of a sudden 40% just got cut instantly. Bad news. Ooh, but it was already bad news to begin with that I had to work out of, and, and then that would have just extrapolated and compounded the issue. But, you know, it, it's like anything else. I just persevered and kept working and working and, and just uh, never giving up.
0: Well, that's great. So so basically from from a two-man operation to a six, uh, 16-truck operation, that's some massive growth over the last uh, last couple of years.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, I had tremendous growth at about year eight, and I, my infrastructure was not great. So I slowed things down a little bit, and then I, and then I proceeded to go through even more failures because uh, I was hiring operation managers and paying them very well, six figures, to help me. Um, and these guys absolutely just couldn't do the job. And these are guys that were high up in other companies as well. And so I went through four of those. So if you look at multiple years, the next, you know, from 08 to 13 or 14, you know, I was having these failures with four ops guys. Mm. And then I just took it back over myself. And, um, which was, I wouldn't really recommend that because I had moved up and I was trying to keep going from that, but. And I had to throw myself straight back into the day-to-day, second-by-second operations. And um, I did that until two years ago. And now I have found a fantastic operations uh, manager. And, and he can handle the 16 trucks with no problem. Nice. So now I'm starting to climb up again. And I'm really focused on working. Instead of working in it as hard as I was, I'm, I'm now, again, focused working on it.
0: Fantastic. So, I mean, great, great, great background. We're gonna get a sense of where you're at, some of the struggles over the years. Uh, obviously, you're you're at a, at a better place now, and the company's continuing to move in a positive direction. Um, I, I'd like to shift our focus now to to marketing. Right, the whole purpose of this podcast is how are companies like yours marketing to keep the phone ringing, to keep the trucks running, and really to keep the business moving forward. Um, so, for me, you know, marketing breaks down to three core elements: market message and media right market being who it is that you sell to and kind of the unique demographics of those ideal customers uh, message being what you say how you position yourself that makes somebody want to choose nick's plumbing versus all of the other options and then the the media comes into play like how do you get that message in front of that ideal customer what's the marketing mix look like so let's start with your your market how do you define your ideal customer there in the in the area that you serve
1: Early on, when I first started, I made the decision to where I need to, instead of focusing on everything, I need to pick close to home areas to really focus on and spend my money that I didn't have, because remember, I lost it all, Yeah. but really focused on uh, where I was. And currently, the, the old owner... Uh, was in the Houston Heights, and he had been there since 1979. Okay. So he had already had a pretty good presence in the Heights and Montrose as well, but not nearly as much as the Heights. So what I did is I focused on those two territories, and a lot of it was just word of mouth and me going and showing up to different meetings of what I could, like chamber meetings, hmm. and that's kind of where I started going and growing uh, um from there
0: so for the and, for the sake then, of our listeners that aren't familiar with the with the area like how far would you say that is from where your office is based or how far is that is that 15 miles 30 miles
1: my office is currently in the heights and when i first purchased the company i moved it to montrose which was just a couple of miles away
0: okay so you're and, talking about literally within like a five-mile radius of the offices where you were trying to focus. That's right. Okay.
1: That's pretty much correct. That's right. Um, and if you want to extrapolate that a little bit further, let's call it inside the loop. Okay. Because inside the loop would encompass the Heights, Montrose, Westview, and the River Oaks, and a little bit of Memorial. So I really started focusing inside that loop and, and trying to start by getting referrals. Okay. And then from there started attending meetings and it just kept going from from that standpoint. And by 08, I was ready to move to that next level. And um, in my head that next level in 08 was was TV, hmm. which ended up being a detriment to us too. I, I spent a whole lot of money and very little return at that point. Hmm. And I was locked into a contract that there was no getting out of so um, you know I, in 08 I had some things happen that was just one of them and then operations weren't going good with an individual and um, take it from there right on that issue yeah um, and, and then I started doing the internet was still coming into play at that point really didn't I focused on the website um, back in OA, but I think in a way it was, what, nine years in uh, for the web, I believe, roughly, give or take a little bit, mm-hmm. eight years, 10 years, somewhere in there. Sure. Uh, so I, was on, I had a website, I was kind of focused on it, kind of not, and doing a lot of um, mailers. And uh, I was having my guys also do door hangers. So if we went and did a job, I would have them go to each neighbor and put a door hanger on. Mm. Now, whether that actually happened or not, I could never verify, of course, right? Could have right. been in the garbage. Uh, very hard to to manage that. Uh, and then by 2010 is when I really got my focus on doing different types of marketing uh, via the Internet. Hmm. Um, and that's the SEO, the, the PPC. Um and I think a lot of companies that are in my industry waste a whole lot of money because I know that I did mm. until you figure it out. And it, and it seems like these days, and even in the past, it took a long time to figure that game out. Um, I, I think now that we've got a really good handle on it. And and I also think what's changed is our market for marketing. Mm. You know, back in the day, I think in the '90s, you could actually say that. If you heard next plumbing three times, you could remember next plumbing
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you had uh, an issue come up. I think these days it takes over twenty. I mean everybody's just absolutely bombarded with uh message.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's just overwhelming.
0: So so true.
1: But nowadays sorry.
0: I said, Yeah, absolutely. So true. They've got message fatigue.
1: Yes, absolutely. And the people, and the way that people are getting messaging these days are, are, are so much different. Now, what I've done currently, and this is what I've done for about, I think, about three years now, is I have focused solely on the Internet hmm. uh, for the past three years through okay. SEO and PPC.
0: All right.
1: And really focused all of my attention and money into the post. Okay. And in thing that I've done with a little bit of radio, I still do a little bit of radio. Um, now that we have this down and our SEO and our PPC are, are uh, in line and everything's ginning pretty well, I'm hitting the TV and doing TV at the end. But I'm very targeted on uh, what we're spending and where we're spending it on the TV. So I'm still keeping it local in our territory.
0: So local still so many. local, still within, let's say, that 5 to 10-mile radius, or are you going after the greater Houston area with the TV?
1: That 5 to 10-mile radius. Okay, cool. And and, and really focused on uh, trying to capture more uh, services in that area. It, it, it's kind of interesting. The, the way that I view it, you know, currently – this year we should fall six and a half to seven million in revenue Hmm. Um, and out of that six to seven let's call it six to seven million in revenue out of that we still have no market share in our territory Hmm. it's still wide open so um, we could be doing that amount of money just in my backyard Hmm. so I'm really trying to hammer home that hey we're here we live and work here um, Used us and nobody else. I like it, and that's kind of what I've been focusing on.
0: So, just kind of narrowing in on the market a little bit. So, it's it's is it homeowners? Is it mix of homeowners and business? Um, is there a certain demographic you like to try and you know focus on most specifically?
1: Our revenue is about ninety percent residential, mm-hmm. and it's about ten percent commercial. Okay. And that commercial revenue, um, I used to be—I used to do this, and I'm kind of quit doing this. But one of my favorite things to do was build restaurants. I love doing the plumbing in new restaurants and retrofitting restaurants. Okay. We've kind of gotten away from that, and now we're basically just doing the service. So we service quite a few restaurants. Uh, quite a few commercial facilities in our territory.
0: Okay. But
1: it is very small percentage of our overall revenue. I am now focusing on getting more of that, that revenue. That revenue is a little bit different. It's not as personal hmm. as residential is. So I would actually like a little bit better mix than what we have now. So I've really been focusing on trying to get more serviced uh, on that commercial in our area.
0: Excellent. Very, very good. And so then messaging, you know, how do you position Nick's Plumbing? Like, why does somebody choose you guys versus the competition? And how do you, I guess, how do you message that on your TV ads and your radio ads and your internet marketing? Uh,
1: that's a great question, Josh. I mean, in Houston, there literally is a plumbing company that's popped up on every corner now. Mm -hmm. but let's call them plumbing companies, right? Um, they're one man shops or two man shops and the city and state are not doing anything about that or cracking down on anything around that. Mm -hmm. So what that has done is it just keeps slicing our pie, making it more and more difficult to be able to reach individuals with a message and a message where they're going to want to call you. Um, I think that question is a a constant challenge you know our our messaging is hey we're here for you right when you need us we are on the way and we will service you same day Mm. Um, we always do what we say we're going to do and I really feel like if we keep doing those processes we're going to eventually and we all uh, and we'll win but the challenge these days is it's Basically, like attorneys, you know, an attorney now is on every street corner. Yeah. And now plumbing has become the same. So how do you differentiate yourself from uh, that guy on the corner that's across the street? It's it's been a challenge. It has. And and all I can say is is it's keeping a consistent message that I've tried to keep that we're on the way, and we consistently do the right things. Eventually, should produce winning.
0: Got it. Excellent. Excellent. Great, you know, great, great insights. So you mentioned a little bit about the, the media and the mix of things that you do. It sounds like it's predominantly internet marketing uh, with a little bit of TV and a little bit of radio. If I kind of drill down a little bit, uh, you mentioned direct mail. What are you doing along the lines on direct mail?
1: I've really stopped doing direct mail okay. except two pieces. And this has actually been successful for us. Um, I send out a 4th of July card. And I send out a Christmas card. Okay. And it depends on how many I send out. I might send out 5,000 for uh, July 4th. I might do 10,000 for Christmas. But I do preferated coupons um, to our existing client base. Okay. So I only send them to our existing client base. And uh, that's worked out really well. Okay. But as far as just a direct, cold piece of marketing i've stopped that
0: okay now what i have done
1: is um email i've just started this and then we did our first one about a month ago uh, is email marketing Mm -hmm. Um, and sending it out right now we're sending out to our current clientele Uh, we've got some good responses off of it but i would like to take that uh email Marketing and extrapolate that into cold email marketing where people really don't know us. Mm -hmm. We haven't gone there yet, but I'm going to go there.
0: Excellent. And what's the the message in the email marketing? Is it a newsletter? Is it a personal letter from you? Or is it more like like a, a very similar to what you were sending as a postcard?
1: Informational piece, mostly. You're talking about to our existing clients? Yep. Informational piece. Okay. That, hey, we're here for you. Um, we've got a VIP program. We want you to join. The, the, the first one that we did, I'll tell you what it was. It was just an informational piece that uh, we're here for you. Um, we've got a VIP program. Within this VIP program, you're getting all of these benefits. Uh, um, join us today for this. And and you're going to enjoy these benefits and, and this percentage on. We, okay. we had pretty good success off of that. Nice. Yeah. But, In the next email piece that we'll probably do is another type of informational piece i'm trying to kind of stay away from the salesy approach Mm -hmm. i think people are so turned off around that these days that you know if i just help them with information of hey it's, it's winter time and you know are all your pipes insulated properly uh you need to go check if not Here's how you can do it, or you can call us, and we're going to be on the way right now and get that done. Yeah, Things of that nature is, is, is more of what I'm focused on versus, hey, I've got uh, these reading glasses, and you need to buy them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the best way to do it, and it's a great strategy that you're starting to leverage email. I love that. You know, It's just lo- so low cost and so uh, high, high impact that um, you know, it's good that you're delving, delving into that. You mentioned something that you guys are doing that I thought was really interesting. Uh, you've got a video studio set up in there. You're doing Facebook Lives. Uh, I think that's really on the cutting edge for most plumbing and HVAC companies. Can you talk to me a little bit about you know what you're doing with those Facebook Lives and what the what the strategy is?
1: Super excited about that, Josh, actually. We, we started those back in April. Um, the idea just came up that I wanted to get some more messaging out. I want to show people how to do some more things. I want to talk to some more people. Um, and then it just kind of went from there and we're like, okay, let's, let's, uh, what's the platform that we can use? Uh, we can podcast. What what do you want to do? And, and I've actually had, a, I've been on the radio, uh, and I used to do a show and I and I didn't speak of that earlier, but I did a show for about three years. Okay. Um, so I understand how the podcasting works, um, somewhat, um, but this whole idea of doing this live video like you and I are doing today just mm-hmm. came up and then we figured it out and we just did it and and it just keeps getting better and better. And my, I have a co-host, John, which is my operations manager. We play really well off of each other and we allow people to ask us questions, we'll answer them. Um, and, it, and it's exciting, we've been doing it since April. And we pick topics that are Maybe important to you, maybe not, but I'll give you an example. Our topic yesterday, we do them every Thursday at 11, but our topic yesterday was over over tubs. Well, you might not have an interest in tubs. Um, I try to keep it to 15 minutes. I don't want to go any longer than that 15 minutes. Uh, but we talked tubs yesterday. So hopefully the people that want to watch and understand a little bit about tubs of what can go wrong, how much you can spend. Uh, or they want to ask us questions about it, they'll watch it. If not, next week we'll do one on, let's say, kitchen sinks. So every week we're picking a topic and uh, people can choose to, if they're interested in the topic, watch it. If they're not, they will eventually hopefully have one that they're interested in.
0: That's awesome. I, and, I, I love that you're, I love that you're doing that. And uh, you know you've made an investment in sound equipment and lights. And um, you're doing it consistently. So uh, very, very cool stuff. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. It sounded like you had another uh, thing to say. No,
1: it's good. And, and now we're, we're actually uh, I'm having so much fun doing it that we're about to take it to a whole different level, Josh. I can't wait to you to see it. It's going to take about two months. Okay. But it's going, to be a, it's going to be a production set. It's going to be really cool, and I'm super excited about it. We, we purchased a lot of things yesterday, in other words. Nice. And they will be here next week, so it's going to be exciting. When you, you know, hopefully you'll you'll watch one and, and see the difference between now and two months from now.
0: Fantastic. Uh,
1: but it, it's interesting. We we have been getting questions. Uh, people have been watching it, so there seems to be a need for it. So I'm going to keep going, and, and it's like I will always tell you, Josh. I'm going to do it till it's just not fun to me. hmm When it's not fun is when you'll see me not do it anymore.
0: Yep. And what's cool is, you know, you get the live audience. You get to put out great information, which positions you guys as the experts. Um, and then, of course, you could always syndicate the, the video, too. You could download it and put it on YouTube. You could put it into your email broadcasts. You could embed it on your on your website. Are you guys doing some of that stuff at this point? Or what are you guys doing with the, the broadcast after it's complete?
1: We're doing all of that currently. It goes Beautiful. on to YouTube. goes on to our uh, Facebook Uh, Of course, it'll get pulled out and then reposted. Um, And then it goes on to our website as well.
0: So we're doing all of those
1: platforms, pushing that messaging out. I know that Ursula has boosted it before. We Mm -hmm. haven't really been doing that lately. Okay. Uh, We know that there's that option there to boost. Um, I think we're going to wait probably to boost anything until we get the studio done. We transcribe. And we transcribe Ursula's yelling at me from I hear it.
0: I hear it. Ursula, by the way, is their, is their marketing director who's uh, doing a fantastic job.
1: She is, yes. Ursula's been with me now for a couple years. Super excited about that. Um, she actually worked for a company that used to do all of our PPC. OK. And um, she left them. Um, she was not my go-to person there. I had another person there that, that helped me. Um, but I, what, what happened is I, I came to, to – and I had a real internal struggle with this, going back to this marketing piece for mm-hmm. a second. Sure. Real internal struggle with this because the easiest way for other companies to steal from a company is selling them something intangible. Well, this whole Internet piece is pretty much intangible. Mm. Now, how do they make it tangible? And how do they make it for you and I? Where they say, "Oh, look at these pretty reports. Look how many calls that you got." Um, they're trying to make it tangible, but they can also make it look like the way they want to make it look like. Right? Mm-hmm. How many impressions did you have, Josh? Look right. at this. We showed you. You've got two thousand impressions. Yep. Oh. Okay. Well. Well. Great. I guess I should keep spending five grand a month because I got that. You just don't know. Right. And and it's very challenging. So. I decided to, I had four relationships that I've had for a long time. I terminated all four of my relationships. I pulled all of that money back in house. I hired Ursula, her and I sat down and, and she got thoughts and feelings out of me, of the directions and what I wanted to accomplish and do. We then discovered the SEO company that we had hired uh, was absolutely not doing their job. Mm. And just taking money, and I was spending five grand a month on that, um, just on the SEO part. Mm. And maybe not that high, I think it was maybe four. But some of them were right in that arena and, and saw nothing from it. Mm. And the issue is, they can make it whatever they want to make it, because you don't know, because it's intangible. Right. So. You know, I'd already made the decision that I'm terminating all of this help and all of these companies, take the money back in. So we have hired our own SEO guy, mm. Ursula manages that, we have hired, and in, in, not rehired, but hired new companies to help us from an outside uh, standpoint, and then we have our, our own graphic designer on staff. Nice. So, really interesting times the past couple of years, I think. I need to tell you that now we're getting into
0: videos. I, I love it. You know, I lo- I love the the control you guys have over the content creation specifically, and the way that you're creating content and syndicating the content uh, is is very cutting edge. And um, you know, not a lot of plumbing companies have started doing that yet. And I think that's going to position you a couple years ahead of the competition, at least.
1: I hope you're right, <laughs> and I firmly believe that too. And that's one of the reasons. Is, is and it goes back to it's extremely challenging these days to get yourself set apart from the guy on the corner. Yep. Well, I, I firmly believe everything that we're doing today. I think we are showing people why we are able to fix their issues at their house. Very, very. And that, worthy of that opportunity.
0: Very cool stuff. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about, about online reviews. You guys seem to have a great online reputation, lots of positive reviews. What kind of things do you guys do to st- stimulate that um, review activity?
1: If you want to see me lose my temper, that's one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see me break some things, Josh, that's one way to do it. This, this Internet review thing, oh, wow, where do we start, Josh? Uh, it's been fantastic. But on the other hand, it's extremely challenging. And it's that one person that ruins my month, right? We're in four to six hundred homes a month, and it just takes one for me to start breaking something. Right. Um, from a mental standpoint, sure. right? But I have been so focused for the past twelve months on reviews. I I have gotten to where it's like OCD is kicked in hmm. really bad. And it's the only thing that matters to me. And I know that I'm going against a 20 pound gorilla. And who is that? It's Bro, Google, yeah. right? They're controlling our destiny. They're controlling truly uh, how I'm presented to, to you and the customer, right? Mm-hmm. So I have been so focused on making sure I'm giving them bananas and, and making sure, right? That I'm, I'm, I'm doing what it takes. And, We've got software inside a software um, that I've had for two, uh, not two years now, probably a year to 18 months. It's a bolt-on software to where if we come to your house, Josh, we perform the service. As soon as my technician closes that ticket, you get a text message for a review. Hmm. So my technician can stand there, um, and, and i am I've got kind of an issue because there's a, Two minute delay, and that's a problem. So, I'm trying to make an instance, which is a, kind of challenging right now. But So, my technician has to stand there in front of you for two minutes, kind of twiddling its thumbs until this text, e- message text comes. gets there. But it makes it so simple because you're already logged in on your phone. You just hit Yelp, it's Yelp, Angie's List, um, Google, Ooh. Facebook, and what's one more? The other one is. Uh, city search and one more maps I think Uh, so you pick whatever you're happy with now I want you to kind of go to Google because they're the ones I got to make happy Mm -hmm. So, but we let you choose where you want to go and they can instantly get it done I have been really focused on that Good. and that's why you see our reviews different today than where they were 12 months ago so he can hear you speaking
0: I thought you were saying something, so I was listening, I was trying to listen in.
1: Yeah, or speak up a little bit. I, I, I was just saying that we make it a point to respond to all of our reviews, whether they're good or bad. Good. That's right. And, and we respond to every single one of them. Nice. But it's really interesting as, as a business owner, Josh, that you know it's that one bad apple. Um, and I'll give you an example. We just did one, um, a three hundred and seventy five dollar service. We uh, found a broken part of the sewer. We gave him a price to replace the entire su- uh, sewer because it was old. It needed to all go. Mm. Now, did my guy make a mistake? You can argue the point where why didn't you just give him a price for a repair versus replacement? Mm. Well, he didn't do it because the material was 1930s, mm. right? Yeah. So the correct thing to do is replace the whole thing. Well, this guy went on. Are you familiar with Next Door? Yep. Okay, he went on next door, which is very crucial, critical in our area, mm-hmm. and just absolutely lamb-blasted me. I'm talking, we are the biggest biggest thieves ever. He went and dug it up himself, oh. right? And he didn't have, nobody should have to spend money on doing this, and I mean, just was, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna fix this. Let's call him back and give his money back for free. Mm. Let's do. Let's give him a whole sewer line for free. Tell him to take that off next door. We didn't do anything wrong. Take it off. I'm gonna do everything for free. I just need it out of my hair. We did. All, he agreed to it. He, we did all the work for free, and uh, then he won't take down his review.
0: He still didn't take it down. No. Oh no. man, that's not right.
1: No, it's really bad. That's so now bad. I've learned another lesson. You take that down and I'll do everything for free, even though we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, once, where it's
0: at. once it's down, yeah, that's that's frustrating. So, yeah. uh,
1: so basically he got $3,000 worth of work for free. That's wrong, yeah. So, yeah, but that's the challenge because people can go online and say whatever they want to with very minimal consequences. Mm-hmm. Whether they're right or wrong, there is no judge and jury out there saying, okay, that's not the way that it happened so they can go make up whatever story that they want and i think in plumbing these days you're finding that more and more and i think where you're seeing this on these online reviews is they need the work done a company xyz company charged them well, let me just use an example let's say 500 dollars. they need the work done they say yes they sign on the dotted line get the work done they pay, then you go away, and then they're very unhappy with what they paid originally. They go online trying to strong arm these plumbing companies for a refund. Mm-hmm. I think you're starting to see more and more of that.
0: Taking advantage it's of really the system. To me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. all right, so so just kind of like, raining back in. So you know, SEO, pay per click, lots of internet marketing, aggressive on social media. A little bit of TV, a little bit of direct mail to the customer base. Uh, where would you say the lion's share of the leads come from? Like, what's the the number one lead source?
1: I would still say it's 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 referrals mm-hmm. and internet. Sure. So I need to I need to place two in there and not one. Yep. But internet and referrals. We still get a very high volume of referrals, which is nice. kind of interesting because I'm double talking now. Because you know if. if Earlier with what I said, the only way to win is the internet. Mm. But, you know, people really aren't getting referrals anymore. They're, they're going to that internet versus getting that referral. But we still do a high uh, traffic volume on referrals. And I'm very glad to see that. That means my team is doing a good job. Absolutely. And, and these homeowners are wanting to give our name out.
0: Mm. Yeah, and that's... the
1: second one's got the internet. Yep. with the PPC campaign and all the work that we're doing with SEO nice you mentioned SEO you, me is the most important piece to the entire puzzle nice
0: would you so you'd say that the quality of leads you're getting from SEO the uh, the volume of leads you get from SEO is still pretty significant
1: significant and better than PPC
0: yeah yeah it's interesting you know even with even with google changing the algorithm where on mobile you've got the paid listings in in houston you've got your local service ads um you know a lot of people would argue seo is going away nobody clicks the organic listings but the fact is most people still scroll right past those paid listings to the map in the organic listings and it sounds like that's proving out in your case even in today's market
1: correct yeah i i firmly believe exactly what you said it seems like it's a different caliber of of buyer that's looking at the ads versus organic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't know how to explain that. I don't have any data to back it up. It's just a feeling. But you know, if I correlate from an ad buyer to somebody who found me organically, it seems like we're more successful with a person that found us organically than we are the ad buyer.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's 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 funny that you say that, and it's 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 it seems like it's the case. We're trying to get more data to back that up and show that the case is your organic traffic, your organic visitor is a higher caliber, a higher quality than than a paid listing. Um, and you know, I believe that's true as well.
1: I find that interesting, and I haven't been able to figure out why that is. Then in saying that, I feel like that I can't stop PPC because as soon as you stop the PPC. Um, it might work differently than what I'm thinking today.
0: So I'm scared to stop that PPC. Well, you want to to do both, especially at your size, right? You know, you want to be showing up all the places your customers are looking, right? So you want to be in the paid, you want to be in the local service ads, you want to be showing up organically, you want to be coming up in the directories like Yelp and Angie's List and uh, Nextdoor, like you mentioned. And uh, I think you're doing the right thing. And as long as you're showing up and you're in a dominant presence in your local sphere, You'll, you'll be in a great place going forward.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And we're working really diligently, Ursula is, uh, and she's really on top of that campaign. Good. When it starts to falter and in our in our click ratio is, is going up with less calls, higher tickets, she dives in the action. Nice. And she's like, okay, what's going on here? And, and it's great having somebody in that position because i don't have time or the knowledge or the care to to go through every single thing i'm, I'm too busy trying to make the overall function no doubt so she, she's doing a fantastic job doing that
0: fantastic so i mean it sounds like you know pretty you know really good marketing mix really appreciate you sharing kind of what you're doing what's working what's working best um, really like the strategy on facebook lives and Leveraging that to create great content and syndicated across the web, I know that's going to play well for you uh, into the future. Um, in closing, we're kind of getting to that that one hour mark. Um, what would you say to the plumbing or HVAC guy that's, you know, maybe at half a million or maybe at a million and trying to get to the next level and struggling? What what nuggets is somebody that's kind of been to the top of the mountain and is continuing to climb? You know, what nuggets of wisdom would you share for that guy or that gal? I think I can
1: sum it up with one word, and it's perseverance. Mm. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. It is, uh, you will always waste money. You will always throw money against the wall. And it's very easy to walk away and not do anything mm. because you fail. Don't take it as failure. Take it as a learning experience, accumulate a little bit more money and go try again. And don't ever give up. That's what I would tell you. And eventually, something is going to work for you. Either your messaging changes, um, your response changes. Something will change, and eventually, something will, will work for you. And going from that 500 to the million, into the million and a half, you're going to hit tremendous roadblocks. You're going to hit staff roadblocks. You're going to have all these these things in the way. And you have a choice whether to give up or you don't. Mm. And what I would tell you is don't give up. Keep
0: going. Powerful. And you're a great testament for that, right? For having had those struggles, continuing to get through, figure out, and make it to the other side. So so great feedback. Thank you so much for sharing. Guys, if you guys got value from this session, be sure to reach out to to Richard. Be sure to thank him for sharing his time and sharing kind of his experience. Um, If you want to hear more interviews like this, Go to plumbingmarketing.net. You can hear interviews with highly successful plumbing and HVAC business owners. Uh, Subscribe so you'll get alerted as new episodes are posted. Be sure to join the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Mastermind Facebook page uh, where you can engage with other highly successful plumbing and HVAC entrepreneurs as well. So thanks for joining us live. Richard, thanks so much for your time. Ursula, thank you for setting this up, and we will talk to you guys later.
1: Thank you, Josh.
0: Have a great afternoon.
1: Take care.